Welcome to another episode of Monday Funday Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed Al-Qadri. And if you could speak Arabic, Ahmed Al-Qadri. Yeah. Today, I have a fantastic, wonderful guest that I want my audience to know. Jonathan Guarno. Hey, it's a Guarno. I do. Go, Guarno. It's okay. It's okay. A lot of people mess up. Yeah? I do mess it up. Guarno. How do you spell my last name, do you think? Garano? Yes, you got this. I believe in you. G-U... Oh, no. It's G-A-U. It's okay. It's uh, okay. God damn it's it. It's going to go away in five. There it is. Yeah, I know. So, the, the fi- Okay. One thing about our fucking apartment complex yeah. you need to know is the smoke alarm goes up. It goes off so many times. Like... Oh, no. Usually it would go off for like five minutes. So it's like last night it went off from 12:30 to 1 a.m. How do you sleep then? Dude, we don't. It's so annoying. So we and then so I, when there's we, a when there's a real fire, then you're like, "Oh, fuck that. I don't even I don't care." Right. It's so ridiculous. It's the boy it's who so, cried wolf in a way. It's so dumb. No, the way this apartment building annoying. is so one time like the fire alarm went off at like 4 a.m. And and then you just see like I get out of my room, Ryan gets out of my room, we're uh, my room. Right, and then you're just looking at each other. But he gets out of his no, room. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> Maybe it's a Freudian slip that I don't know about. But if you and Ryan are making shit happen in your bed <laughs> late at night, or if you're having nightmares, I don't care. Love is love. You know, people are living in these, uh, polyamorous <laughs> relationships because he has a girlfriend. But sometimes you need something different. I totally get it. You know? Do you sleep naked? No. <laughs> Does Ryan sleep naked? I mean, you should know now, right? Does he sleep naked? I don't. No? Okay. Well, he sleeps in his underwear. I'm not. Oh, there you go, dude. Now I get it why he needs some warmth. He's cold. Oh, night. my God. I can see it. He's All right. Sleeping. Anyways. Okay, anyway. Well, this fucking apartment building, the fire alarm goes off and it's freaking annoying. But, you know, let's hope it doesn't go off during this uh, recording of this episode. Um, so we start uh, the episode with a piece of advice, uh, usually from a nice self-help book that I've read. <laughs> Um, okay, so I read this book back in 2017. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Ooh. Mark Manson. I really like this book. And uh, this is the quote that I want to share with everybody. I have some good news and some bad news for you. There is little that is unique or special about your problems. That's why letting go is so liberating. What the? Right. Are you allowed to cuss on this podcast? Yes, yes. What the fuck, Mark Manson? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you think about that? I like it because sometimes where you don't like it. Oh, hold on. I let don't me, like let me, it. Let me tell but you. I'm, that's why I'm listening to you. No, first. let me tell you why I, 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 I like it. Because we always get down on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes we feel it to the point where it's we're the only ones feeling this way. We're the only ones going through this. But you realize that everyone is is going through problems every you're not you're not there isn't something so special about you you know being sad over something you know interesting it's like this modern day stoicism i'm not saying your feelings aren't validated no your feelings are validated yeah, your feelings but are validated. i'm saying is it's a different perspective to look at the feelings of what you're feeling well so <laughs> are you talking about perspective as in which which perspective are you thinking about like okay i have this pain and so therefore because everyone else has this pain because your pain is not so special that your pain can easily dissipate. 
from your mind? Is that what you're thinking? Right. It would be better to, it's easier to let it go. It's easier to. It, hmm. Go on, go okay, on. So okay. I think I'm, I'm formulating my counter argument about it. Okay, okay. Yeah, but go on. Well, I'm trying to get your perspective. I mean, may, obviously, this is like a ex, like a small little quote from his whole chapter. Right, so, right. So it's harder I, to explain. And what we're doing right now is we're criticizing that quote. Yeah, I'm not exactly. criticizing the book. Yeah, I've read the book. Uh-huh. I like the book. Okay, but we are focusing. Yeah, let's focus on, on that. On I that like this. Quote. I like this. Right. No, I mean, I like it because. Sometimes to the point where people look at themselves when they're like depressed or they're sad, it's like as if that the whole world's against them. Mm. And that, in a way, that's kind of conceited. That's kind of arrogant of thinking that you're the what the whole world revolves around you and the whole world's against you. But it's like, dude, everyone has problems. Everyone is sad in their own different ways. So it's just like a different perspective is like, okay, these are the kind of problems you're facing right now. Right. Would you rather be going through these problems, what you're facing right now, or the problems, you know, that someone else is going through in a different city or a different country or whatever. You said the word liberating, which okay. And then you said the word like arrogant. I See, the, I think where I, we differ a little bit mm-hmm. is, first off, yes, I do understand that your problems are not unique. Correct. Right? That is definitely crucial and we should that's the foundation that we have with this argument okay Uh so that's number one number two i think instead of the word arrogant just because you feel as if the world is against you and you feel weighed down to say that that is arrogance i don't know if that's arrogance i just think that you know you're in your person yeah and unfortunately the world you are kind of the main character in your own head I don't think that's arrogance. I think that's just a natural thing. It's what you do with that problem and how you present it to the world that is dependent. When you do that, that is when it can be either arrogance or full of humility and understanding, right? Mm -hmm. And so then now we get to this fact of what I think is important of your problems are, are not unique. So for me, it's not how does that quote relate to me? It's now that I know that Ever, that your problems are not unique, now you look outward and go, okay, Ahmed, he's dealing with a lot of shit. How can I empathize with whatever he's going through and how he expresses his problems? Oh, that cashier is upset right now. Wait a second. Everybody's pain is out there. Your problems are not unique. So she probably has sort of a problem that is the same as yourself. How do I empathize with her and comfort with that cashier at that moment in the gas station? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at that quote more so on outwards than inner. Does that make sense? Got it. it. Now, but when you say the word, it's so easy to liberate your problem. I'm not saying it's easy. No, No, but the quote says it. The quote says it. No, it's saying that's why letting go is so liberating. That's what. Oh, liberating. Oh, I thought it said easy. That's no, it didn't say easy. Let's let's take a look at it. Pull it up. God damn it. It's okay. No, it's not okay. Yeah, it is. I should definitely fucking focus. It says I have. I have both some good news and some bad news for you. There is little that is unique or special about your problems. That true. That's why letting go is so liberating. Yeah, what does liberating in this context mean? Does that mean that it's easy because that's how... No, kind of no, no, me? not at all. It's saying that... No, I think it's the opposite. He's saying... He goes... He was saying like letting go... Not letting go of your problems as in like, you know... Mm. I mean, the word problems is so broad. In it's this so book. broad. It's, it's so, so broad, in, broad. This, in this book. Okay. So but, but when he's saying liberating as in like, and I could share with the audience, yeah, I was feeling just 
bummed out because I was like, oh man, like Sorry. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stumped creatively, yeah. like with content, you know? And then, you know, I didn't get much sleep because the fucking the fire alarm, alarm the alarm was going off. So, so it was just like, I was just having, uh, didn't make as much money on the road. Oh, I didn't bring my merch. I didn't, so I could sell, make some extra cash. Like all these things going through my head. Right. Like in San Francisco, did I sell enough to, like all these things. But then I sat there, like, I, I forced myself to the gym. Right, that's good. And then I thought to myself, I was like, well, I'm not the only, you know, full-time comedian content creator that's going through this. Okay. That's, that's, that was the first thing that's, that I thought of. That's I'm not fair. the only one. Everyone is going through this, and everyone's going through their journey. That was number one that I thought. Okay. Number two is like, well, Ahmed, like, you know, talking to yourself, right. you know, I go, well... I got to this point for a reason mm. because I'm funny and I work hard and That's I believe true. in myself. That means you can do it again. Okay. And I, then I, all I of a sudden that. I was like, I was like, I'm Ahmed loves bread. Who, like, like as a, yeah. like I was like, no, oh, I was like, I branded myself. I make shit happen. I make shit happen yeah. and I could do it again. Yes, and you then, can. And that's when I go, oh. And then I thought of that series I just showed you. Right, preach. I, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, let me do something about this. All right. right, let me let me create again. Let me try new things. Let me experiment. One of the coolest things that you're talking about. First off, number one, I'm so sorry that you went through that. I'm it's right okay. here. If you ever, you I love you, buddy. Mentioning, okay. But it seems that you're very like ambitious, am I right? Yeah. And a lot of ambitious people, they have these goals and oftentimes if they don't reach it, they get down on themselves because it's like, wait, I am this great. I have this goal, why am I not reaching it? Mm -hmm. But I love what you did where you were able to sit back and do like a little, like calming down. You're like, wait a second, from that book again, the whole problem <laughs> situation, there are people that have gone through kind of the situations that I've been with. And I think what's really cool about you though is Kevin Hart said this best because we're in the realm of comedians. I love Kevin he Hart. He goes, every single comedian that is before me has taught me that you're able to make it and they created their own special blueprint when shit happens. And so what you're saying to me is, hey, all these other comedians are struggling as well. I know other comedians who have struggled who have made it. I am going to emulate kind of their blueprint and subconsciously you went back and you fucking found that, hey, they evolved their content. So you know what? Snap of the fingers. Ahmed was, I'm going to make this new series, which propelled you to say, oh, my God, this new evolution of my work is inspiring. Me. Yeah. So, I'm, dude, high five. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're fucking able to do that. And, and I think he mentioned this in this book, but like, like you can't you can't be uh, like motivated to do action you know what i mean like right. you have to do action to be motivated that, is true. that will lead you for inspiration that will lead you to do action Basically. more and that will lead you to be more motivated right oftentimes when you turn do, off the AC. yeah it's okay yeah. as you're talking often uh, oftentimes when i was struggled in the past um i would just like sit in bed and i would just jack off right but that was like kind of my thing i would get so yeah. nervous yeah. i would get so nervous or let's say i'm doing work and i get so agitated and I'm getting stressed out. The first thing that my habit was, okay, I'm just gonna go in the room and like stand up and jack off. And once I, uh, you know, come in my hand or whatever on the walls, usually, I go back and I start doing work. But then it became a weird habit because every time I ejaculated, I came back and I would just like knock out. Right. But now when I get a little nervous and I need to get motivated, instead of jacking off, what I do is I wash dishes or I clean. And the reason being is because that provides in psychology when you clean or wash dishes momentum and also a sense of control 
because at least there's one thing that I can do is wash a dish and put it away. And so what I'm saying is if you're ever in a funk, start building that momentum by cleaning. You have no fucking idea how that can just trigger that thought. Wow. Don't jack off. Don't jack off. Yeah. Clean. <laughs> hey, we yeah. can do that. Don't jack off. Clean. Clean. <laughs> Should that be the name of this episode? I, guess so. I don't know. Jonathan. I'm okay to cuss talk about this stuff, right? I don't know. I, okay, that's the first thing you know that came what? You know mind. what? I'm going to say this. Don't right. jack off. Clean. That will be the end. Yeah, don't jack off. Clean. Yeah, that's actually... Uh, We're momentum creatures, dude. Yeah, we really are, man. Yeah. And no, again, like, because I was creating... I mean, because we're creative yeah, people. We're creative like, people. creating is what gets me gets me hard. <laughs> oh, no way. It's like, yeah. Clicking that publish button, you're like, oh, yeah, baby. Boy, <laughs> oh, doing? dude, nothing gets me going then, when, uh, when I post. <laughs> publish, it's like a little tiny little orgasm a little chubbity chub you know and yeah. then if it does really well you're like what the fuck who am i, I? can really bang it out right now <laughs> who's around me who wants to experience this amazing love making that i'm about to put into the world you yes I mean? exactly that's dude. how i feel exactly but, okay i will say this though i understand that you love creating and you get inspiration from it but don't right. get down on yourself when you don't create because yeah. rest is productive mm. i forget what book this is but i forget where it says in your boredom can oftentimes be the best way to create in your boredom is oftentimes As the best way to create silence, i like that not doing anything resting just sitting there and then boom it begins and then you're ready to go yeah that's very true yeah, yeah i need a i need to work on Dude, I, I kind of, uh, I need to admit this and I'll admit this with the audience. I, I was gone for like, what, 12, 13 days. And then I scheduled myself that I came back uh, May 17th okay. and I scheduled myself May 18th for a mental health day. Nice. Pound fist. And I started like, at first I started like, you know, to just sit down, uh, lay on my bed and watch anime black clover Clover. and then i was like oh let me just get to work oh Uh, that was enough uh, that was enough of a relaxation for me and i should have and next thing you know i got sick the next day see listen to your body dude listen to your body when your body says sleep sleep when your body says eat eat when your body says drink drink Uh, that's what i emphasize on i'm so sorry that you're sick Oh, no, no, I'm not i'm not sick anymore but i'm trying to figure that out I, i agree with you where i'm trying to schedule you know, like you can schedule work times, obviously. You right. schedule a to-do list. You schedule when to go out and party. Imagine if you do a to, uh, to-do list where it says to shower. Again, I'm, this might be, again, a little TMI, but in my to-do list no. in the past... Nothing's TMI for this, okay, for okay. this pod. So I don't know why, this but this is... I would literally go clean, shower, work, masturbate, and... <laughs> And then after I would go through this and I would check, 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 sleep. Basically, what I'm saying is schedule right. your mental health rest. Right. Schedule your mental health rest. It like is. That. When you do that, it changes the game. Yeah, I, I should have. And, and when you do schedule it, stick to it. 
Because that's what I, I didn't do that. May 18th, I was like, mental health day. Didn't do it. Got sick the next day. I overworked myself. Maybe you weren't very specific on mental health day. Maybe it's, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. I just put mental health day. I should have put mental health day, uh, uh, go to a Korean spa. We should go go to a Korean spa. I'm down. I'm down to go to a Korean spa together. I have a few in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I've been to a Korean spa in Texas. My friend, it was called King Spa. King Spa. The most amazing thing ever. What did it they, is, do? they tickle your feet? No, no. I'm a no. bit like, you had to massage my, my calves? Well, you could, they had like separate where you could pay for them to massage, but oh. no, it's just like, you know, the pool. Oh, the a bath. spa. Okay. Oh no, not, not are the you, spa. Are you thinking about the spa where you, you, you get out, everyone gets naked, and then everyone's dick is flanging around, and then That's you fine. sit in the pool? Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Bro, That's I'm, where I was at King Spa. It was, it was me and my friend. It's, please turn off. Okay, all right. No, I'm talking about King Spot. No, this was back in Texas. Yeah, it was exactly like those Korean spots. You're, yeah, you're freaking naked. Just don't look down. (laughs) Just don't look. Wait, are you You walking on those stones? They have like different spots. Yeah, dude, just. Dude, Wee Spa has that. Is it called Wee Spa? Wee Spa here in LA. Let's go. Yeah, it's so nice. That's where Conan went to. Okay, Okay, Conan O'Brien and that Korean guy. This is what happened, okay? (laughs) So I'm sitting down. It's a Wednesday night about. 2019, all of a sudden I get a phone call from my friend Markian, and he's like, yo. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, do you want to have a bro day? I'm like, I'm ready to have a bro day. He's like, okay, this is what we're going to do for our bro day. I'm like, okay, I'm listening. We're going to go to Wee Spa. We're going to get naked. We're going to go in the spa. We're going to take a shower. Then we're going to get a massage. Then we're going to come back and change and then eat Korean food. And I go, you want to get naked? And he's like, yes. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> now... We go there, and I want to let you know, this is a good thing. I have a special talent. Uh-huh. I am... Of getting naked? No, well, getting naked, but I'm the dick whisperer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I can look at a dude, and I know exactly if he's a grower or a shower, and also the type of size that he is. Really? Dude, I am so good. Like, that is... I'm, I Like, you think I'm joking? I don't know, but I am... I've been spot on pretty well for like a few people, and I mean a few people. I mean a lot, a lot of men. And so- my my favorite was I remember like the other day we were hanging out. I was like, this is like one of the straightest guys I know. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yep. <laughs> okay, now we're we're on the yeah, subject of penises. It's okay. It's a, I mean, is that okay? I, yeah, of course it is. Of course but it is. Listen, true. my audience is pro penis. Like, I, I look at you and I'm like, okay, no. All right, I have, all right. My audience is pro penis. Uh, have you seen uh, like the Jesse Williams? Oh, Jesse Williams. The, 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 from the Tony Awards. From Grey's Anatomy of the Tony Awards. And someone took a Snapchat. Listen. Listen. Dude. I Did like, because it just phone? popped out on my Twitter. Oh, I searched and there for were, Oh, you searched for it? I couldn't oh, find it anywhere. Well, I was on Twitter it. when it was like trending, going viral. And then I was like, I was like, Jesse Williams. And I really thought, I was like, oh, that. I thought, oh, the beautiful guy from uh, Eric Andre show when they fucked oh, with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, I remember it for Eric Andre. And next thing you know, it just pops out. I'm like, whoa, he's, <laughs> you're beautiful and you're fucking he's huge. He's long, he's huge. So this is what I realized about huge penises, which is kind of cool. I think a lot of people want to try them, Some but people, that doesn't necessarily mean that they enjoy them. Right. You know? I th- you know what? This is a good and, subject to talk about because look, a lot of men, a lot of men are very porn. insecure about pe- uh, because of porn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I of course I'm insecure. I mean, I don't have like a ten inch foot long dick. <laughs> right. You know, I'm Asian American. I'm Filipino American. Yeah. 
I mean, when it comes to Asians, Cambodians have the uh, have an average size of the lowest um, size, uh-huh. and then it like slowly moves up. And I believe that Filipinos are like six to the last. Oh, wow. so Cambodian for Asians, Cambodian something something Japanese, and then Filipino. And so, like, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it's not like fucking ten inches, but thank God it's not a micro and all of these things. But what I've learned is hearing stories from a lot of my friends that are girls they have boyfriends that have like seven inch dicks and they haven't had an orgasm some of them like falling asleep and sometimes it just hurts too much right and so what i'm learning is like hey if you have an average size penis you can make things happen with it baby it's about the way you use it as long as god this is gonna be so problematic if you have a micro penis that's when okay maybe you have to bring some toys and do a bunch of things right but I think if it's like upper echelon or like above three inches, like if it's like five inches. Yeah, see, they know that we're talking about some <laughs> dirty shit right now. Like, uh, right. anyway, back to penises. Okay. And using it. I totally agree. Yeah, it's how you use it. Yeah. But also it's the connection that you have with somebody. There's nothing stronger than having sex with someone with a bunch of like intimacy when you're holding her and she's holding you or if you're it's a guy and there's a lot of like love when you're fucking either it's hardcore or not yeah it feels so so much better right and so there's a trick that i have because i haven't loved someone since 2015 well <laughs> actually i did love someone like fucking last year for the move that fucking woman anyway Listen, the last every time I person re- I've been with, I've fell in love with them. Every, oh, really? Every no, no. <laughs> okay, so this is what I've learned when I'm having sex with somebody. I haven't loved someone since freaking 1993. Oh my god, that's no, when you were kidding. born. So you, your mother's vagina. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. I was like this. I love this thing. Don't let me out of here. Don't let me out of. I love this thing. Bird. I was like, I love Only this. Only my mother knows how to touch me right. Anyway, uh, with the whole situation is when I'm having sex with someone. Right. And I want to make sure that it's going to be a good time for her. I get into actor mode. Uh-huh. And I get in my brain and I think to myself, I love her. Mm-hmm. And so I'm repeating in my head, I love you, 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 I love you. And then all the, all the right movements come together and we just make things vibe really, really well. This is really good advice, honestly. This is yeah. truly the best advice podcast just, ever. Just, I mean, just be careful, though. Don't say the words I love you as you're oh, with yeah. a one-night stand. But just believe, like, I love you. I like Get into it. Like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Uh, and, that's okay. what, and, then, and then you get the girl to be like, wow. You gotta be passionate about it. That makes a lot of sense. I have a question. Because you were talking about Cambodian, Filipino, Japanese. And it made me realize, as an Asian American, when you were younger, were you insecure that women thought that you had a small penis based on your hair ethnicity? Oh my God. Not even my small penis. Everything else. As in, okay, so I'm five foot seven. Okay. Um. And so, and also I'm a brown Asian and I look like this. Mm-hmm. And I was always told through Western media that the best way to look is to have a Western feature face. Right. And like, constantly yeah. being told yeah. that anybody under six feet is a piece of shit. Right? Yeah. I would see, I would be around like four foot 11 girls and they're, they would see guys that are like five ten, like, Oh, he's so short. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Right. And I guess as an Asian, as an American Asian dude, who's right. in working spaces that are surrounded by women in these working spaces, 
oftentimes they're really free talking about the type of guys that they like and don't like. And I would hear, and I would be in the room, these women say, I don't like Asian guys. Oh, dude, that's... And it would hurt, and it, it would... Oh, my God. And even my own sisters, right? They would be talking and say, like, oh, he's Asian, wouldn't date. And I'm like, what the fuck would... And so that oh, hurts no. your psyche. And a lot of people are like, hey, Jonathan. You know, like, a lot of white guys would say to me, oh, don't just... doesn't matter what people say. Well, doesn't matter what people say. Well, because people rarely fucking put you down. The world says that you're the greatest. But when you when I'm constantly walking around and being reminded that I'm not fucking good enough because I look like this, it's hard to break out of that. Motherfucking white. Sorry, I'm spitting a fucking white ass piece of shit. But anyway, <laughs> so you could say growing up. No, even to this day. Right. Even to this day. Yeah, same like here. Same here. But. I, I try to reflect on, wait a minute, there are times where I've gotten laid. There are times where women do appreciate me and love me. It's going to be okay. Let's not blame women. Let's blame the system. Of the how society, this, right. Right, of how this has all happened. Because if I start blaming women for everything, then I become a fucking... Incel. Yeah, fucking red pill fucking incel. Right. And I don't want to do that because once no. you become an incel, you're less likely to get laid. <laughs> right. You know, and you're even sadder because you're not not only you're less likely to get laid, and then you're blaming more of it on women, which has, and women don't owe you anything. Women don't owe you anything. Even okay, so I do believe that a high status male is what you should try to become. Obviously, right, right, because if well, I'm a high status well, human being, human being, okay, because if I'm gonna date yeah. like an Emma Watson, I definitely want to make sure that I too am Emma Watson, Watson. right? <laughs> People are like, ooh, I want to be with him. I'm like, that's right. Like I don't want to be a I don't want to be a, a rat person thinking that I deserve a fucking Emma Watson. This doesn't right, make any sense. Right, right. But okay, but what I do yeah, yeah, what yeah, I do the best is, though, is that you don't deserve anybody just because you are high status. But I have a question for you. Correct. Mm -hmm. When you're having sex with an individual, mm -hmm. and this is for me especially when I do you think that you should give it everything because your brothers and sisters that are also Asian, you are doing it for them as well? Yes. Right? I've had it. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not into this person, yeah. but I'm like, Jonathan, this is, I have to One give time, it my best shot. Okay. Okay. I actually have a story. Yeah, I'm listening, yeah. So growing up, right. I, same thing, Western standards, white men, they're, white people are beautiful. Yeah. You're disgusting. For me was colorism was a big deal because light skinned Arabs, okay. which some of, most of them were my white passing light skinned Arab. They treated me and other dark skinned Arabs like shit. Right, fuck to the point where, and I think I've have I've you saw this stand up bit where I tried to I do what's it called I tried to bleach my skin yeah. when I was younger stuff like that oh, I that tried tried bit. to lighten my skin because I really thought I was ugly because I had dark skin, from all these type of comments from family from people whatever, and then I remember this one white girl so my friend is uh, coming to my show she tells her friend about it and she goes. I like Arab guys. Oh. So you're like, oh, okay. But then she shows her a picture of me and she goes, oh, he's kind of dark though. Oh my fucking God. I know. And then this is what they told me. She told me when they came to the show. Yeah. I crush the girl who said, oh, he's kind of dark. She's still like hitting on me, right? Mm. 
I'm not even that attracted to her. Right. But me, I'm like, I have to hook up with this person. You have to, dude. I'm doing it for my dark skinned brothers. Exactly. My dark skinned sisters. Exactly. For all the dark skinned people. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Because if she has a good time, then she'll be spreading it around. Like, hey, guess yes. what? I had great sex with somebody and you just happen to be a dark Arab. Yes. Not in a dark Arab, fucking dark Indians, just yeah. dark skinned people. Because colorism is everywhere. Oh my God. In all the communities, black community, Indian community. Every time I do my colorism joke, right. all of them, they all come up to me. This was my story of colorism. This was my story. You, have, like, you have to open the door for everybody else because word spreads it. around. Mm -hmm. You try harder. I don't know if I should. <laughs> Literally. You troll. Oh, you. Yeah, I give 150% and it's not for me. Right. It's for my Asian brothers and sisters out mm -hmm. there. there. Period. Right. This might be like a little racially insensitive, but I don't care. <laughs> I like how we talked about penises. <laughs> we talked about hooking up. We talked about incels. And now you're going to say, listen, I don't care if this is going to be a sensitive topic. Because... Listen, the, the name of this episode <laughs> is Don't Jack Off Clean. All right? Yeah. Let's keep going. Um, there was this girl. My friend gives me a call. I'm on a date at the bar in New York City. Mm -hmm. And he FaceTimes me. And he's like, what are you doing? I have a double date. She's coming over. I need your help. And I look at my date and I go, this isn't going well, is it? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, cool. I pay the tab because, you know, I asked her on the date. It was only like $30. Yeah, not bad. I said I got to go. And, and you're I a left. gentleman. Yes. Okay. And I'll pay for a bar tab. I won't pay for a, a meal. So... <laughs> Well, that's why the first date is a bar first, and then, you know. Yeah. Um, so then I arrive at the place, and two girls arrive, and one of them happens to be someone that's uh, an ethnicity that I've never slept with before. Okay. And we're hitting on, and we're going at it. In 30 minutes, she's like, hey, let's go to the bedroom. And I'm there in the bedroom. In 30 and I, minutes? Okay, so this is how it happens. So she comes in, and she's got swag, and I got swag. I'm like, what's going on? And they like, high-five each other. I don't know what happens, but I go, I really love your legs they remind me of like a guitar that i can play is it okay if i touch them and she's like yes take it we, i start stringing it it's really cool i'm like are you okay and then i go to my lead in question you ready for this i go you know what um were you good at massages and then she goes usually like no but are you i'm like yeah i'm the best masseuse in the world and she's like oh my god can you give me a massage i'm like wait a second i'm not a dancing monkey only if you give me a massage afterwards she says yes, we high five, sit her down, giving her a massage, and then I said after the massage, hey, um, it's now your turn. And she goes, well, I really don't want to do this in front of everybody. And that's when I go, well, there's a bedroom right there. Let's go. So we get to the bedroom, and remember, this is a different, a different type of ethnicity that I've never slept with before. Right. And, you know, during our conversations with her friends that were there, they were telling me, how they slept with like big penis dudes before, like 10 inches, seven yeah. inches. And so here I am with my dick that isn't like fucking seven or 10 inches. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, what's gonna happen? Right. And this is when everything changed in my life regarding like my penis size and understanding how it moves. That's when I said, okay, I love this person. I love her, I love her, I love her, I love her, I love her. Mm -hmm. Even though I didn't at the time. Right. I finished, when I was done, I heard her go, wow. That was fun and pretty good. And my heart like skipped a beat. I was like, fuck, because I didn't ask. She just did that. Yes. Then we took a shower and because she was a smoker, I puked all over, but that's for another story. <laughs> and then um, 
we talked, and then she says, you're really a guy, and I got her an Uber back home. But what I'm trying to say is there are moments in your life where you just have to push yourself. Right. And you're doing it. Right. For your brothers and sisters out there. Mm-hmm. This is larger than life. And, and, and it's not just sex. It's also in life. Yes, in life. There you go. Oh, my God. If you think about it, it's like, listen, I'm working hard. I'm creating content. I'm pushing myself to go to work and to be a, the best version of myself yeah. because I'm doing it for my brothers and sisters out there. That is true. It, it's got for my Asian brothers and sisters, for my... You're opening doors, man. For my... P, my you know what? My fellow POC brothers my and sisters. My fellow POCs. It's kind of strange <laughs> where we relate with who we relate with. And so when I see like a, an American Asian that is doing well in the media, I'm like, holy fuck, I can do it too. Say, right. Dude, do you know who's who's been like so inspiring to me? Uh, Simi Liu, Shang-Chi. Oh, really? And the Ten Rings. That guy fucking inspires the shit out of me. He was an accountant. He got fired from his accounting oh, job. because they. T- I was an accountant, yeah. And they told him, listen, like the guy was like, listen, this isn't for you. He fired him. He leaves. And he just was like, fuck this. I'm pursuing acting. Kim Convenience. And then he finally landed Kim Convenience. Yeah. After many, many, many years, he got that big break. And then he fucking got Shang-Chi in the Ten Rings. Oh, that's cool. That's my... F- Dude, see me, Lou, if you're ever watching this, you want to be on this podcast. That's the first question. Yeah, number be two. on this podcast for Ahmed. Yeah, and number two, I'm a big fan of you. You know who I'm also a big fan of? Alec Benjamin. You Alec should... Benjamin? You like Alec Benjamin? Oh, my God. What? Bro! That's someone that I... Okay. All right. The you scene, like Alec Benjamin? The scene either thing's like, whatever, in my case. But no, Alec Benjamin, you, yeah. his new album is... Yeah, okay. Explain, everybody, who this beautiful person is. Alec Benjamin is a wonderful singer, songwriter, guitarist. Uh, he's just, so lovely. Just, he's just has a very soft, sweet voice. He makes you shake a little bit, you know? Like I can Yeah, like car. he's he just... Wow, I can't you gotta you listen. Him. Oh, I love him. I knew we're the same person. In a we way. really are. I love you too, man. Yeah, you gotta... Okay, so look up. He has a new album called Uncommentary. Uncommentary, yeah. Look up, check out Alec Benjamin, The Way You Felt. Ooh, baby boy. And then when he sang it in Mandarin, he sang uh, it in Chinese. This I did not know. This is has very sweet, dreamy eyes. Like, I have I'm a very, See, I'm 100% and, straight, I think, but I have a huge crush on that man. Oh, I have a massive crush on that man. That His guy, so I sent him a message yesterday you did, you did on Instagram. No, but he sent, I sent him Instagram. I was like, hey, what's up? Just want to say, <laughs> huge fan. Dude, I think it's smart. I think, I think that what makes him so special is the fact that he, he sings in Mandarin and then also in English. And there's not that, it's a very rare in that space to see someone like him in this space, in the music industry space. I more look at like Bobby Lee or Steven Yen. Yeah. Or Aziz Ansari is, and Mindy Kaling. Those yeah. American Asians are people that I look up to in a massive way. Mm. Because for some odd reason, they speak to me more than, let's say, a Simi Lu, because, you know, that's a Marvel, it's a big budget, I get it. But there's something about that grind from those other individuals who've had to code switch a lot in their careers and now they're making it big. Right. That's yeah. But yeah, you get what I mean? Uh, Hassan Minhaj. Oh my god, Hassan I love Minhaj. Moammer. Who? He's an Arab comedian. Yeah, Arabs is, there's a lot of like Indian Desi people in the media, yeah. but not 
big representation Arab. We have Malamar and maybe? no Russell Peters is an Arab. Yeah, he's a, Indian, right? He's Indian. Oh, uh, Indian Canadian. No, Middle Eastern like Arabs. You yeah. have Rami. Rami, oh, the guy that has a show, Rami? Right, yeah. What about the guy that plays Bo- in Bohemian Rhapsody, that kid? Oh, Rami Malik. Yeah, okay, Rami yeah, Malik. okay. He also... he, yeah, he's Egyptian. Okay, yeah, so okay, he's... And he's dope, too, because he's 5'6". Oh, he's 5'6"? Yeah, dude. And he's a great actor. Oh, Fucking love that, dude. Very, yeah, yeah. great actor. Very good. Wow. Speaking of uh, being the best version of yourself, uh, this podcast was brought to you by... Green Boy. Hey, Jonathan. Yes, Ahmed. Did you know you can get a single ingredient plant-based protein? No. No soy, no GMOs, no gluten. Wait, no soy, no gluten whatsoever? Oh Check my God. out Green Boy. It is a single yes. ingredient plant-based protein. I love this. You could put it, you can make bread with it. You could. Oh, is that what you do? Sometimes I've done oh, it like once that. with like uh, like banana that. bread. I don't know. Wow, this looks great. You could put it in your favorite smoothie, your favorite shake. It is, dude, 25. 25. I was about to say this 25 grams. 25. Wait, look at the flavors. You got chickpea, you got mung bean. Oh my god. I can see myself buying this at H Mart, you know? You know what? Here, this is yours for free. You come home, you go oh, home with fava beans. Dude, I, this is. This is the reason why I decided to do this podcast. Exactly. I heard about Green Boy. You were talking about it over the phone. And I was like, there's no way that this thing exists. But I'm really glad that I'm able to get some yes. Green Boy. Mm-hmm. Plant-based protein powder. Check out Green Boy today. Yes. Man, we talked a lot of a lot about uh, penises and race and and insecurities and stuff. But it meant but something. I, oh, it meant like, a lot. It wasn't of like dick jokes. No, 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 no. It I meant a lot. Was, yeah, no. we're, this was great. Yeah, no, this yeah. is a great podcast. And uh, to the people listening, uh, comment on YouTube <laughs> channel, agreeing with how great yeah, this episode is. You know what I think they should also do in what? the comments? I think you should answer each other's questions. You know, debate each other. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. Debate I, each other. I agree. I agree. Get out of your comfort zone. I actually, I even tell people, like audience members, if you have a piece of advice you would like to share, please email mondayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. Oh, and I like that. Therefore, Jonathan, now, uh, now comes to the question. Jonathan, yes. what's a good piece of advice you were given in your life? Who told it to you? And where were you in your life when you were given this piece of advice? Oh, my God. This is a really fucking good question. Uh, the first thing that I'm thinking about, this was the year of 2012. Mm-hmm. I was working at Staples as one of those people that just backs things up and also cashier. And at that time, I was struggling with this friend who was basically giving me the silent treatment. And the reason why is because I made a, a mistake. And the thing was about this friend is he was dating my girlfriend's sister at the time. So mm-hmm. I was always seeing him all the time imagine walking in the kitchen and he's there and he doesn't even greet you oh. and there was, a, there was it was there was a lot of tension right and i didn't know what to do like i wanted to say so much stuff to him but i also wanted to respect his privacy and my friend at the cashier at staples and she looked at me in the face and she goes jonathan speaking is freedom as in you're very lucky right now where you live in this opportunity this grand land where you're able to speak your mind Go up to him, say what you want to say, either apologize or explain yourself or however, and you'll have those shackles be released. Now, it doesn't matter if he responds or not. What matters is you were able to speak it out into existence. Of course, don't spam him, but at least get it out there. Yeah. Speaking equals freedom. 
And I've been thinking about that since 2012. That's been, been in my head. Speaking equals and freedom. it's allowed me to really just live a more full life. And speaking also freedom with, like, for example, this morning, woke up with a nightmare. And because I had a speaking event for YouTube. And I was going crazy in my head. And then suddenly an image popped in my head about this one individual who really just gave me a thumbs up in like back in 2009 when I was at a speaking event and that just calmed me down and because speaking is freedom I searched her on Facebook messaged her and said hey remember back in 2009 when you gave me a thumbs up I just want to say that really spoke to me and I appreciate you so speaking equals freedom can also be for positive things as well take that in everybody wow how does that yeah I love that I love that funny enough 2009 I was the winner of the Ramadan speech contest. <laughs> Did someone also give you a thumbs up and say yeah. you got this? It travels around, dude! We really are the same person. Oh my god. You know what I realized, what's really cool? What? Is that when I was writing her this morning, and I told her this, I said, every single person in your life that you interact with shapes who you become. Every opportunity that you've gotten is because of the people before you that you've met. And so I said, thank you for being like a really big portion of my life. Granted, it was like a small moment, but it's why I exist. And so therefore, if that's the case, y'all, try to surround yourself with people who challenge you and also provide positive you know, feedback and reinforcement because that's what you need. Because remember, everyone that you meet, you end up, shapes you who you become. Man. Yeah. This is beautiful, Jonathan. Oh, it's because of you, bro. Gosh, you're, you're such a great podcaster. Oh, really? Yeah, also, thanks, and I need to mention this to the audience. They need to know. Yeah. This is He's the reason why I started a podcast. Oh, Jonathan actually gave me this mic. This yeah. Is, gosh, I fucking love you, man. Yeah, That's, dude. Gosh. I want to let you know. I think you're very, very talented. Ah. Uh, right? But not only are you super thanks. talented, you are also someone that works really hard. Thanks, man. And I think because of it, it's what propels me to be attracted to who you are. And because of that, I want to make sure that you succeed. And I got really fortunate that one of my friends gave me this microphone. And since you were starting a podcast, I said, fuck it. This this was meant for me to give to you. Ah, I love that. Thank yeah. you. Okay. I appreciate so that. I just, I, that I love, that I means a lot. Man. It means so much. I love yeah. you too, man. Yeah. Well, before we start, we took our selfie because I'm going to put your picture yeah. uh, right here. So write your name right here. Pick a color. Pick a color. Okay. And write your name. And as he's writing uh, his name on the board, guys, follow Jonathan on Instagram, on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok? Yeah, you're so, on TikTok. So, yeah, I'm on TikTok. And What's he also right has a name? podcast, and I will be on this podcast. What's the podcast called? It's by called the-, the Bottle Club Podcast. You the can find bo- it on TikTok. And of course, guys, follow me at Ahmed Loves Bread. Check out the Patreon as well. I'm going to be posting some more. I have some exclusive content in there, and I'm going to be posting some more stuff on the Patreon. Also, check out AhmedLovesBread.com and buy merch. I have some really cool merch. So check it out. Buy a hoodie. Buy a t-shirt. If you haven't already, subscribe to Monday Funday Podcast. Share a piece of advice with the pod yeah. at mondayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. I, I have a question. If they give five stars on the Apple podcast and leave a review. Well, I don't have, I'm not on Apple yet. Oh. I haven't put it on, I know, I haven't set it up on Anchor yet. Y'all, if you're listening, go to Spotify and review this podcast and give it five stars. 
Please do. It would mean the world to me. Yeah, All right, guys. Uh, my name is Ahmed Al Qadri, and your guest for the week is Jonathan Guarno. Guarno. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Guarno. I can't mess it up on Guarno. Thank you guys so much, and have a happy Monday. Have a happy Monday. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.